Welcome to the Kevin and Fred Show. I am your host, Kevin Kaufman, and along with my business partner, Fred Weaver, we bring to you our podcast where we highlight some of the best and brightest in the real estate industry, along with a weekly segment called Industry Headlines. We are a proud member of the Industry Syndicate, family of real estate podcasts, and we are so glad that you are listening and tuning in today, and we hope you enjoy our show. All right, guys, we're back with the Kevin and Fred show. And today I'm joined by my longtime friend, um, gosh, one time client and someone I've been a longtime client of Mr. David Patiglio. Uh, David is the owner of Streamline Business Solutions in Gilbert, Arizona. David, how's it going, buddy? Good, man. Good to see you. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You too, but I'm excited to do this. We've we've talked about this a few times, um, you know, having been a client of yours for so long, and I get the chance to kind of chat with you guys once a month, go over our t- company's financials and all that stuff, which I, I want to dive into a little bit more. But for the, let's kind of start with like an introduction. Tell me, give us a little bit about, hey, who, who's David? Um, what's SBS? Like, how long have you been in business? And kind of what do you, what does Streamline Business Solutions actually do? Uh, from from like a core business standpoint, and then I'll kind of dive in with a few questions. Yeah, sounds great. Well, we we started back in 2009 uh, with the anticipation of helping business owners understand their financial picture of of uh, of the businesses that they own and operate. And uh, quite frankly, it was it was starting from the beginning. I what did I really know? Probably not much, but I had a trade that I was good at, right, which was counting numbers and, and figuring things out. So. Uh, you know, fast forward 12 years, uh, we've helped thousands of uh, business owners help understand their financials from a perspective of uh, bookkeeping, per se, if that's the, the terminology you want to use, uh, coaching, financial coaching, payroll services, things like that. Yeah. Uh, today, we have staff of uh, almost 40 people. We Whoa. service, I don't know, 830 clients across the entire nation. So not just locally here in Arizona, but but all over. Okay, so you so said- it's, it's been a fun ride. 40 staff members and over 800 clients. Yes. Yeah. That, that's wild to me. And I say this because obviously as a, as a friend, first of all, I just love seeing that, but also I remember as being one of your first clients, dude, you had a job still, you still had a, your, like your corporate day <laughs> job when you started yeah. taking over our books. And um, I, so for me to just kind of hear that, I know it's been a while, you know, like you said, 2009, but still, when you think about how, how different that is today. Um, that's, that's pretty cool. And you know, the reason I wanted to, to, to do really do this because this is so important, I, I think for, for not just our industry, for all business owners of, of in, in any industry is to have a really good grasp on their financials um, and to really know what's going on. And one of the things I really appreciate that you guys do for us is not, you don't just send us our reports, but like we get a, uh, effectively a webinar, right? A recorded like, Hey, here's what's going on. Here's, here's how you stack up to most of the rest of, of real estate or people that have a like business like you. Um, and that's the insights that I get. And you said the word coach kind of financial coaching that we get from that is super valuable. And so Fred and I were just talking about it and just like, you know, we really got to get Dave, uh, on here and kind of talk about, you know, what they're like, what SBS does. Cause I don't think enough realtors, real estate agents, professionals use their, run their business. Business like a owners business. in general, actually. Yeah, that's actually really true. Um, yeah. So, okay. So you've been doing this for quite a while. You mentioned 40, 48, 
40 employees now over 800 clients. And I know everybody's just not everybody's in real estate. So I might focus a little bit more on that today, though, since it's it's most of our listeners in our base is our real estate professionals. Um, But feel free to kind of deviate from that. If I ask you a question that that really is outside of real estate. I guess what I'm asking the where I want to start, David, is like, you must talk to so many different types of people and see some, but see some very common questions as, as business owners and entrepreneurs come to you on the kind of the front end of their, I'm going to call it a financial journey. Like what, what are sure. some of those things that really stand out to you? Yeah. Well, well, let me, let me back up just a minute. Cause you had mentioned, uh, you know, we, we do financial coaching and conversations and you, you get the quarterly and, you know, calls or monthly webinars. And, and I appreciate you giving us that recognition. At the same time, um, I'd love to push that recognition back onto you and other clients just like you that that want to take the time to better understand their business. So, so we essentially move ourselves from just doing our trade and, and hoping that there's more money in the in the bank account, you know, this month than there was last month, and and that becomes a profit. You know, like hey, we're we're, we're rich now. And there's a mindset shift that happens when you start going from that perspective to I'm actually going to keep score and start tracking what is really happening in my business so I can make business decisions. So yes, we produce that information and, and that's what we're really good at. But I mean, you know, we've been friends for a long time and, and you have taken that information on your own, you know, not with me handholding you, but you know, maybe on the beach somewhere, taking a look at your financial statement and going, you know what, this is working. Let's continue to, to dig in and drop in, dive in here. And you know what, we're spending too much money over here. We need, we need to pull back a little bit. So, so kudos to you as well for, for taking that time and investing in your own business to ensure its profitability. So, so I just want to make sure that that's recognized as well. I appreciate that. That's mostly really drilled into me from my coach, um, you know, who, sure. who, who forced me to, but I, I do appreciate that. But like, the truth is, um, I'm what's your slogan? You, you keep selling, we'll keep score. Uh, right. right. And I love, but I love that. I remember the first time I read that I was like, that is so good because I truthfully feel like that. Like I can go do what I'm good at, what I need to do running the business. And I know that if, if you guys are keeping score for me, it allows me to to take the time to look at those things and make those yeah. decisions. Like you said, maybe I crank something up or maybe we crank something back because it's not really working out. Um, so that to me, that's, it is like, you guys have become a true partner in our, in our business for sure over the years. And I, I know you do for a lot of your other clients too, because I've got a lot of friends that also um, use you and, and kind of, you know, rave about you guys and are extremely happy with the tools that you provide them. Let me ask you this. Yeah. So, one of the common things in real estate is people tend to either, I'm going to say behave like a real estate agent or a salesperson, or mm-hmm. they behave like an entrepreneur or, or business owner. Um, and they, they tend to be one, one of the two. Obviously, I think when you work with a company like you guys, that's a step towards business owner and entrepreneur. What are some, what are some of those common things that you see that help people go from, say, salesperson to business owner or salesperson to entrepreneur? Yeah, usually it's a pain point. I would say, you know, getting ready to hire their first executive assistant or bringing on an agent on their team and what should my split be or, or, or conversations where they don't have the answers to it. And, it. and it takes them to a place that says, maybe if I had some consulting or somebody to help me understand exactly what I have going on in my world, uh, I can better 
uh, facilitate that decision. And, um, it, and it starts with some very basic information, which is really deciphering between your business life and your personal life. Um, and, and it's creating that scorecard. I'll, maybe I'll just use an example of, you know, hopping in the car here in Phoenix, Arizona, which is where we're at and, and heading out to LA. Well, the first thing that I'm going to do when I get in my car to, to drive out to LA is check my gas tank. Like, do I have enough gas to even get there? Do I need to stop and, and fill up? And the reason I say that is because my gas tank is my scorecard. If I, I need to know if I'm on full or if I'm on empty. I need, to, I need to have a checkpoint throughout the way to make sure I can get to my destination. And so I would transfer that same concept into, into the business world, right? Like if I want to have a million dollar business or a $10 million business, and I don't even know where I'm starting, I, I have to do some checkpoints along the way. In, in, in financials, it's, in accounting, it's, it's the language of business that tells a story. It is a scorecard. And again, if it's working, we dig in. If it's not working, then we might peel back a little bit. But at least once a month, having a checkpoint to, to make that decision is, is probably the most important start. I will tell you some of my most successful clients and these are people that are very well off, that are doing millions of, of dollars of revenue in, in top line and taking it home. So it's one thing to do a million dollars in revenue, but spending 1.1 to get it, I mean. Not a good idea. Come on. But if, if you're doing a large volume business and you're taking money and you, and you create that livelihood behind the scenes um, and you're changing lives, that's, that, that's, that's awesome. And then to be able to look at your scorecard and make adjustments throughout the way to what's working and what's not working, it, it just becomes an unstoppable train. But anyway, going back to some of those clients uh, that are that do really well off, they all started on a spreadsheet too. Yeah, that's I mean, you know, step that's true. one. We all got to start somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not like they 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 said I'm going to go do real estate and you know did a million dollars their first year in, in revenue and had their financials organized and made you know 100% accurate business decisions didn't happen like that. Yeah, so a lot good. of times we're working with a client who starts at the beginning, hasn't filed taxes in years, doesn't really know which end is up and that's okay. You know, let's at least have the conversation. Let's organize, let's get a good baseline and then let's grow from there. I, I'm glad you mentioned taxes. I, I want to come back to that soon. That's something I had planned mm -hmm. to ask you about because I just, I had a real life conversation the other day with an agent um, it, around that. So uh, well, I want to come back to that. So one, one of the things, okay, so as someone wants to go from, I'm going to call it real estate agent or salesperson again to, to business owner, uh, obviously kind of the scorecard is a big, is a big thing, but something else I, I, you tell me if this is your experience or not, I feel like I had this conversation a lot. So if I'm having it a lot, you're probably having it more is that a lot of agents aren't even set up as an entity or like there's an opportunity mm -hmm. for them in actually forming an entity, whether that be like a PC or a PLLC or whatever their state allows to, to receive their real estate income in. Is that something that you see often as, a, as an opportunity for real estate professionals? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, in my experience, as soon as we determine this is going to be how we are going to earn a living, the entity should be created, which is an LLC, essentially. Different states have different terminology. I'm sorry, Florida is, is called a PA. Like there's different uh, terminology, but essentially it's a business structure that, that you would organize. And some states don't allow that in the real estate industry, but that's fewer far uh, in between. 
But yes, uh, setting up that entity is probably number one, creating a checking account for your business life and creating a checking account for your personal life would probably be step number two, if not number one. Um, and then the question you said taxes, then it becomes a question of how do I tax that entity? Do I tax it as a partnership? Do I tax it as S corporation? Do I tax it on my personal return as a Schedule C? And that's where conversing with a professional will give you the best guidance. Um, I will tell you that in I mean, I work with a hundred different CPAs all across the nation, right? Because we have so many clients everywhere but Arizona. And, and so it's not necessarily my opinion, but the overall consensus is that the LLC is organized. And once the business nets has net profit of about $30,000 or more is when they start taxing that entity separately, uh, such as designating it as an S corporation. Uh, yeah. Out of our 800 plus clients, I'll tell you, 95% are set up as S corporations. You know, so that's the thing that that um, I think. So I'll, I'll, let's go there now on the, on the tax piece. So first of all, like obviously, I'm not a billionaire yet, anyways, and yeah. so like I don't have a family office, but I consider like I consider what you do and all the stuff you guys provide. Like you're you're truthfully part of my family office in a way that I've sort of set up myself. Right, I've got you. I've got my 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 lawyers and tax folks and wealth managers, things like that, and kind of. Yep. And the thing is, I what I really love is from a tax perspective, you guys have everything bundled up and done so easy. Like I was literally wasn't bragging. Like I don't want to make the person feel bad because they hadn't filed their taxes yet, right? And it's because when you once you get behind on taxes, and I have been there, as have most every single agent I know. Once you get behind, it's really hard to catch back up because it feels overwhelming. But one of the things I love to me is a huge, huge advantage of like working with you guys and having a constant scoreboard and tracking everything the way you guys have taught me to track it um, is tax time becomes relatively simple because you guys yeah. are in communication because you're part of my team. I can again, I consider you kind of part of my my own little personal family office that I'm kind of one, the one driving. And because you guys know where I'm at and what my goals are and they do too. And you guys are able to, to talk to each other. Like my input is like relatively low considering, you know, when you consider everything that goes into like doing taxes every year. And so that's one thing yeah. that I absolutely love um, about working with you guys. And, and I think that for nothing else, for no other reason, if there was no others, like that would be worth it alone for me at tax season for, for what you guys do. Absolutely. And you bring up a great point. I mean, what's the one thing that your wealth advisor takes a look at to know where, where you're even at? He looks at your scorecard. When yep. you go to get a loan to purchase a new rental property or whatever that, and I'm not saying you specifically, I'm saying, yep. you know, a, a general, general business owner. The first thing the loan officer asks for is your scorecard, where are your financials? At tax time, like it's Christmas, right? We all know it comes December 25th. Tax time is every single year. You can't get around it. So what does the tax person ask for? It's your scorecard. It's your financial statement. Like this the information outside of just you utilizing it to make your own business decisions on is, is well-versed and utilized across the board with your entire team. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, I think about it. I'm a personal story. Like I'm going through a refi right now on my primary residence. Um, and so I, I called you about four weeks ago and just said, Hey, I dude, I know this is a big ask because it's, you know, first of the month and every like, if I could have my, you know, my P I need a P and L through the end of the month, through, through the end of the previous month. 
Um, and luckily I already had a preliminary one and I had the one from the previous month. It's really easy. I just, I just literally hand over the paperwork that you guys give me anyways. Right. And so, um, that makes life so much easier, whether it's something for your personal life or maybe an investment property, you know, going through a couple, um, uh, transactions like that recently, you guys have also made that a whole lot easier as well too. So again, it's the tax thing it's the qualification part when I'm doing something on the personal side, you know, like buy, like buying more real estate, things like that. But I, I think overall, man, one of the things I really get from working with you guys is just peace of mind. Um, just for, you know, sure. for me personally, like that, it helps knowing that first of all, you guys catch things that I've missed before. Um, like, Hey, where's this check? How come you didn't get paid on one, two, three main street? You know, I know you sold that right. house or, the other things, just like the reporting and and the feedback and the and the coaching, is super beneficial. What what are some of the other things that you see from your client base, real estate or not, or you know you you know because I know you work with plenty of other industries. What are some of the common things that you see that people go, wow, like maybe they didn't realize that type of service or whatever was available to them before working with you guys. Uh, Payroll is a, a big one. Uh, so there, there's some benefits to payroll. Yeah. Uh, a lot of independent uh, agents who don't or haven't yet built a team or, or are uh, on somebody else's team, and it's it's just as important if they're commission based to to keep track of their own scorecard. And then we start talking payroll as well, and and reducing that self-employment tax and doing different benefit programs such as you know 401ks. Like how do we keep more of that money? Uh, and, and there's ways to do that through through payroll services. So we do offer payroll. Uh, we do cr- group coaching, uh, and essentially we're going to be doing some masterminds here in the coming year as well, just to uh, to get like-minded business individuals on the same playing field to to talk about bre- best practices. I uh, do a lot of one-on-one coaching um, with with independent clients and their teams. So at, at some point when these these organizations get large, it's no longer the rainmaker. Uh, you know, on the day to day, now you're working with the director of operations or you're working with the support staff on specific budget tools or, you know, now the team's driving the team. It's not the rainmaker anymore. Um, it, you know, understand what I mean. But um, the it's really cool to see that that progression. So we, we do it. We step in a lot there as well. Uh, profit sharing programs to uh, assist the, the team when they're they're involved in that. And, um, gosh, there's, there's lots of things. There is. It's funny. I forgot about the payroll thing. I was, I had that was part of the same conversation I had was taxes and payroll. Cause, cause they said this person, this particular agent who, who, by the way, signed with you guys, I think this week, um, oh, cool. said, you know, they told me how much time that they were spending to do payroll for themselves. And they, I think two employees in addition to hers. So she already had the, like, she was this particular agent already knew like I should be paying myself like self, you know, had the entity set up and was at least, but the amount of time she was spending every month to run her payroll at, for herself personally, as well as her employees. I was like, what, what do you, why, why are you personally doing that? What do you like, what do you mean? Right. And I forgot about that. I mean, you guys run that for, for our businesses, like for my, for me personally, mm-hmm. for Fred personally, for, for our employees and I mean, yeah, it's such a, it's such a time-saving task and, and takes so much off of our plates really that uh, I, I forgot about it because I don't have to spend any time thinking about it every week. Yeah. And, and payroll is its own beast, honestly. So uh, sometimes there's a misconception that transferring money from your, from our business accounts to our personal accounts constitutes payroll. Uh, and, and it's actually quite the opposite. There are 
uh, tax withholdings. There are specific forms that need to get filed quarterly, annually, uh, you know, W-2s and W-3s. It, it's its own beast. Sometimes local taxes are withheld. Uh, and, and so, so when that comes up in the business, I highly recommend finding a third party to do that for you. Listen, I can do payroll in my sleep. It's, it's accounting. That's what I've been doing for all these years. I still use a third party system to do it because it's so time consuming and I don't want to file something wrong and then end up paying penalties and fee. No, just it's the best thing to outsource it, uh, which, which we take care of, of course, because we've got the system built here at SPS. Yeah. But, uh, highly recommend not doing it yourself. Yeah. I, I remember, I remember a, it was a couple of years ago. I was like, wait, do I do that? And then I, I called you or maybe I saw you somewhere. I forget what it was. It might've been, I saw you in an event. And I just asked them, and you're like, oh, dude, uh, the payroll company does that for you automatically. They file those reports for you automatically. And I was like, oh, thank God. I mean, yeah, like back to peace of mind, right? Yeah. It, again, totally goes back to peace of mind. And I, I know you believe in this too. I use the term family office, but I'm going to kind of step back and go more into the business. Like think of like who's on my team business-wise, right? So mm -hmm. obviously there's, there's, there's a, I'm going to call it a tax preparer or CPA. Um, we yep. should probably have a business banker. I, I think you would agree with that. Some Absolutely. sort of, some sort of legal uh, representation, like whether that's for operating agreements or handbooks, all the other things that we run into once we be, really become an entity coach. We yes. both, we mentioned coaches earlier. Um, and then obviously bookkeeping, which, you know, I, I think that is just such a big part. Is there someone, is there anybody else who should be on my team or, you know, insurance, insurance. Okay. That's a great one. Yes. Yeah. So when you're talking about liability policies uh, for the business, when you're talking about errors and emissions, uh, and even when you're talking about your, even your auto insurance that might be in your business's name and making sure you have that commercial policy, um, insurance is, uh, is a big one. That's awesome. So, I mean, you guys, in a lot of ways, you, you obviously, you guys fill the, the bookkeeping side of this, but you're, you're kind of running point on a lot of this because you're pointing us in different directions uh, and making sure that stuff is, is, is kind of all there. Is that something that you just do? Like, I guess my question here, Dave, is do you do that for me because we're friends and I've known you for a really long time too and been a client for a long time? Or is that just kind of like part of what SBS does as their their job, if you will, or their role with, with the clients? Yeah, our goal is to eventually become a one-stop shop in all of these areas, including HR, uh, depending on the oh. size of your team, insurance, so on and so forth. At this point in the game, 12 years in, uh, we have the bookkeeping and the financial record keeping solution complete. Uh, we have the payroll solution complete. We also have the tax preparation and CPA portion complete as well. And the CPA part is because clients want to deal with kind of one company and that's yeah. totally fine. However, I always recommend, you know, for the CPA, it has to be somebody you're comfortable with. See, some CPAs are super liberal, uh, other CPAs are extremely conservative. I'm not saying one is correct or incorrect. There has to be a comfort level between you and the person preparing your taxes. For sure. Regardless, my team is set up to, to, um, to be the liaison and to support that tax preparer with the information they need to file taxes. Uh, but that is something we, can do, we could do as well. Uh, insurance, I don't have that solution as of yet, but that would be somebody else on your team. And then banking is is definitely a big one as well. I just called my banker yesterday because I set up a new entity. We're doing a, uh, a 501c3 charity. And I'm not going down to the bank and doing all that. Tim, I need, need you. Here's the paperwork. Set it up. 
he'll stop by my office. I sign the, sign the signature cards. I'm not wasting my time now going to the bank anymore. Like they come to me. We, I don't go to them. So a, a banker is fantastic to, to have on your, on your, you know, family tree. That's awesome. Well, so I want to start to wrap up here. And, you know, one of the things I want to say is for, for those of you listening who maybe you're newer in the business or maybe you think, well, I don't even know if I should be having, you know, should I have a bookkeeper? Should I be in business? You know, should I have a, a business structure? Um, you know, I don't, or, or maybe you're saying, I don't have those things. Like, I'm not sure this is what I should do. I, I think this, the story is you should, because what I heard you say earlier, if, if you make it more than $30,000 and, or you want this to become your full-blown way of creating income, number one, there's an entity that needs to be, that needs to be taken care of, which means you've also got to have some financial reports. But I think a lot of people also are scared or scared is not the right word, intimidated by how to read financial reports. Um, mm-hmm. And so I guess my question to you is, David, what, do you, what would you say to that person who's going, maybe they're, maybe they're not verbalizing it that way is that they're, is that they're scared or intimidated by financial reports, but they, that, but that's a block for them. Okay. That, that's a, it's a great question. I'm going to answer it with, with, with two different comments. Number one is I have seen many times where the business owner continues or starts to grow and they grow fast. And then it's like, the first thing we need to do is, oh my gosh, I need an assistant. Well, what does an assistant need? They need a paycheck because they're not going to work for free. And so now you've hired somebody, but payroll isn't organized yet. And so now we're trying to figure out how to get the employee a paycheck for the first two weeks that they've worked. And so had we had that organized or asked the questions, you know, two months ago when we started the business, instead of stopping the momentum of the business, we just continue to flow. So having things organized appropriately um, is, is just having a great building structure to, to, grow, um, to grow the business. Now, if that is the first time you've ever heard that, then that's where I would highly recommend reaching out to a tax preparer. And I'm, I'm happy to have those conversations too. And we'll walk you through the basics. Again, we all started somewhere, myself included. Um, and the flip side of that, where there's an intimidation of not being able to read a financial statement, I will tell you 100% of the time when I have a initial call with a client to review their financials live like this, where we screen share and I'm, I'm showing you the financials. The first question I ask or my team asks is, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being I'm an absolute professional, how would you gauge yourself in reading this financial statement? If, if you're honest with me, I'm honest right back with you. Dave, I'm a zero. I've never seen a great. That gives me a good starting point of how to present the financial statement to you. And I will walk you through the basics. And then the goal is in that 30 minute to an hour conversation as I take you from a zero to at least a six. And you'll realize it's not that difficult. That's awesome. Yeah. That, I mean, I think that's so, that's so valuable. And again, I can't drive that home enough for the listener. Like, you got to get a grip on this. Like you have, to, this is so important and it's so easy to overlook because just like taxes, it can feel overwhelming if you get, if you're kind of behind the eight ball on it. And um, then it, then it, that's when it can turn into big time problems. All right, dude. Yeah. Um, as we start to wrap up any, any last thoughts you want to share messages you, that you want to get out that you wish more real estate professionals knew about or, or thought about more frequently? 
the one thing that comes to mind is probably the comparison conversation or the the ability to mastermind with people who have come before. So one of the things that we do at SBS is organize each financial statement the same way. And basically what that means is that, Kevin, your financial statement looks like Joe's and Susie's and Fred's and Bob's. They're all, it's all the same. Now you might have different revenue and you know, you may uh, drive a Tesla and somebody else might drive a Maserati. It doesn't matter at that point, but what we're doing is we're looking at the same information. Now, when we're comparing our business to Joe and Susie and Bob and Fred, we can start having conversations around percentages of income. We can start having conversations around, you know, best practices. Hey, you know, we're both doing $100,000 a year in revenue. You're taking 50% to the bottom line and I'm taking 20% to the bottom line. How in the world are you doing 30 points better than I am? And now we start to, you know, work together to better both of us. Uh, and and that's, that's something that I, I love to see our clients do is, is having those conversations to, to make it a, even a bigger win in their own business. Awesome. I love that. Um, well, uh, that's, I've definitely benefited from that over the years too. So I would, I would say mm -hmm. that if, so if someone wanted to, um, go, okay, where do I start? Um, they wanted to reach out to, to your company, like what's the best way for, for someone to do that? Is, is it a website? Is there like a general phone number? Like how do people reach you guys? I know I refer a lot of people over have, because I believe in what you're doing, but also, I also know that, um, there's probably a, a process for that. So like, what's the best way for the listener who's going, you know what, I think I want to have a consultation and, and probably and get started on this and making my financial life a lot easier in business. What, what do people do for that? Yeah, first off, there's there's no cost to a consultation. Um, so so know that up front. And I would I would I would love the opportunity to hear something new. Meaning, trust me, chances are if a client is starting from point A, I've heard that same story a hundred different times. So there's there's really nothing at this point that you can share with me that I haven't yet seen before. Uh, it's extremely, extremely rare, which means I know how to how to handle or how to kind of guide you appropriately. So go to our website, streamlinedbusinesssolutions.com, streamlinedbusinesssolutions.com. Uh, there you'll find some example reports that we send to our clients, our phone number there for sales, and a Calendly link is there as well to kind of just set up a consultation. From there, we'll get more into an intimate uh, conversation about how your entity is structured or not, uh, kind of how you have things organized, and, and then we can go from there. Awesome. And I will, um, I'll make sure that those go in the show notes. So if you're listening, it's in the show notes. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, it'll, it'll be in the description. So, all right, David Patiglio, uh, owner, founder of, uh, and president of SBS. Thanks a lot for being with us today and sharing with us some of your experience and knowledge in the financial world. And it's guys, it's so important. I cannot emphasize that enough, uh, reach out to them, streamlinebusinesssolutions.com. Again, we'll link to that and uh, and chat with them if it's something that you know is ready, that you're ready for. Yeah, thanks a lot. I appreciate the opportunity and always great to chat with you. All right, guys, we'll talk to you again next week. Have a good one. Today's episode is brought to you by Kevin and Fred's community at eXp Realty. Learn why over 1,000 real estate agents joined eXp Realty last week. Join us for an informational webinar this Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. 
register at intro to exprealty.com.